You know, I have to be very honest with all of you. I really didn't know how many people we would have here with us this morning. We have some of our spiritual family out. Of course, family is more important. And they're not here with us, but praise God that you guys are here. And I appreciate your being here with all of us. If you're here worshiping us with us for the first time, we want to thank you and appreciate your spending your Sunday with us, especially that it's December 24th. And our mind is probably on what to cook. Did I forget a gift for someone? Where are we, go are we going out of town? And all that good stuff. Now we have a lot of our CCF main, CCF Makati family who are here. We will not embarrass them by asking them to stand up. But we welcome you with a warm CCF LA welcome. Amen. Now, I won't embarrass uh, this couple, this family, but they're here, and it's really a blessing uh, to me and my wife because they were our original discipleship group, and they're here. God is really good. It's happy birthday to our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we all know that the Bible teaches that Jesus Christ pre-existed his human birth. Because he was there, active and present, while everything was being created. And the Bible tells us that nothing in all creation would have been created without him. For everything that exists was created by him and for him and in him. So it's a human context that we have and we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. But he was there when there was absolutely nothing. But we greet him a happy birthday. Amen? Amen. Are you all ready? Your gifts are wrapped. Your Christmas tree is lit. Not with fire, just with a little light. You know, there's a lot of fires going on. One of the, those fires is now the biggest fire. It's still ongoing. Praise God. We are safe. All of you are probably thinking what we're going to eat tonight, where are we going to spend our Christmas Eve and all that. We're, we're, my family have a Viber group. And, you know, they're already greeting each other a Merry Christmas. So before I forget, I want to greet all of you a Merry Christmas and a God-centered New Year. Now, to help me introduce uh, our message this morning, I would like to show you a uh, short uh, YouTube video clip. Are we ready with the sound? All right, here we go. Let's show that. Is this the real birth? Is it nativity? Caught in a census in the town of his ancestry. Open your eyes, look 
So that is our message this morning. Have a merry. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. But why didn't I choose to show this? We have to be creative. We have to think outside the box. How can I get the message of salvation across? So one of our sisters sent this to my wife. And I said, yes, we need to show this. We need to show this because we need to be creative in getting that gospel message out. A lot of us know Bohemian Rhapsody. But when we look at it, hey, I can change the lyrics a bit so that the gospel is shared. And my message for us, all of us this morning, is very simple. Just Go and tell. Go tell it on the mountain. Just get the word out that there is salvation, and this salvation can be found in the person of Jesus Christ. Do you see what they did? They did something that is familiar to a lot of people. They changed the lyrics a bit. And the gospel is shared. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter what you've done. If you are a born-again child of God, God expects us to get the message out. So what's the title of our message this morning? Go and tell. Just go and tell. Let's pray. God, as we come before your holy presence this morning, we pray that you will speak to all of us through the message of Christmas. Encourage us, Lord, imbibe in our hearts the desire to go and tell of the good news of salvation in your Son, Jesus Christ. Bless us with your presence, Lord God, and give us hearts that are willing to listen to your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go and tell. In school, you have, you know, if you have school here in America, you have little kids. Mom, Dad, I need something. Why? It's show and tell. This morning, I just want to challenge all of us. Go and tell. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. The story of the shepherds. In the same way, in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and kept watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So this is the angel talking and telling the shepherds about the birth of Messiah. Now, of course, when you're faced with something you're not familiar with, usually your first reaction is fear, fear of the unknown. So it's natural for them to be afraid. 
Who is this angel? Why is this angel appearing to me? Now, where were the shepherds? Out in the field. Now, if you've been to the Middle East, you know that their winter is not like our winter here. Their winter over there is frigid. If it's hot, it's extremely hot. If it's cold, it's extremely cold. Now, why on earth will the shepherds be out in the field tending flock if it were winter? It wasn't winter. Bible doesn't give us exact time, date, and place. But it wasn't winter. And the shepherds were out in the field tending their flock. Now, why would the shepherds be out in the field tending their flock? Because shepherds smell like sheep. They would be outside of the city because no one would like to mingle with them because they smell of sheep. Their sheep stay with them. They keep watch over their sheep. They smell like sheep. Over time, they may even look like sheep. But they were out in the fields. And the angel shared with them the good news. Now, here, what's going on in politics, in the news? What? Fake news. Right? Prevalent nowadays, fake news. Now, what did the angel say to the shepherds? Behold, I give you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Do you know of any such good news? With these characteristics. Good news of great joy for all the people. If you get, I always use this illustration coming from corporate. If you are in a company and they declare a 14th month bonus, 13th month kasi in the Philippines is by law. They give you an extra month. Will you be happy? What if the memo said only to the sales team because they are the ones who generate the income and you are part of accounting? Will you be happy? The sales people, will they be happy? The accounting people. So there is something unique about this message because this, this message is so unique that it's a message of great joy for all the people. The gospel is no respecter of persons. The good news is for all people. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've come from. This gospel message is good news for you. And it should deliver great joy for you. And what is this good news? Today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Remember our Galatian Christmas message last week? Why did Mary and Joseph have to go back to their town to register? Because in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that He might redeem those under the law. So in God's perfect timing, 
during Pax Romana, when the Romans were in charge. Okay, the census. So Mary and Joseph had to go back to register. Really? Because it was really God's plan. Because the Messiah had to be born in Bethlehem. And Bethlehem is the city of David. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. This message is unique. And who heard the message for the very first time? To whom was this message given the very first time? To lowly shepherds in the field. Not to the king, not to the ruler, but to the shepherd. So what happened? This will be a sign for you, the angel said. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in the manger. And suddenly there appeared with, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. They began telling each other. They began talking with each other. Hey, we got this message. They began to tell each other. They began to plan out what they were going to do and what was the plan. Let's go. Let's go and see about what the angel told of us. Verse 16, so they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger where they had seen this. Read it with me. They made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. What did they do? They shared. They told other people about what they had heard. And not only about what they had heard by this time, what they had witnessed for themselves. And they began to tell other people. And all who heard wondered at the things that were told to the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And when the shepherds went back, what did they do? They were glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told to them. They kept on verbalizing. They kept on telling themselves. They kept on praising God for what they had just witnessed. Don't you praise God when God does something for you? Yes. But will you still be praising God if God says, my answer is yet forthcoming? Be patient. Wait for my answer. Will you still be praising God? And telling God and telling other people, okay, God, if your timing is not yet in line with what I perceive, then I shall patiently wait and I will still glorify you and worship you until your answer comes. Are you going to tell? 
Are you going to go and tell other people about God? The shepherds were the first to hear. And what did they do? They didn't keep it to themselves. They shared it with the people. And what happened? The people were amazed about this story. First they heard, and then they went to see if it was true. And when they validated it, they didn't keep quiet. They didn't keep them, it to themselves. They told the other people about what they had seen. They had gone, but also they had told of the birth of Messiah. Behold, good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Does this good news include your family, your friends, your co-workers, your enemies, those who don't like you, those who you don't like? This good news of the gospel is all-encompassing. It is available to everyone. And all God asks us to do is to go and tell. Jesus is now born. By the Old Testament commandments on the eighth day, a male among your family must be circumcised and presented to the temple and dedicated. So this is how it continues. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And he was, a righteous and he was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. Now, we are, we are used to like consolation prize, right? You didn't get the prize. You get a consolation prize, right? But here the consolation of Israel means the comfort of Israel, the salvation of Israel. So Simeon being a righteous and devout man, he was waiting. He was waiting for the salvation, the comfort of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So what was the promise of God to Simeon? You will be alive. And you will stay alive until Messiah is born. That was what the promise of God through the Holy Spirit was to Simeon. You will not die until you see the consolation, the salvation of the Lord. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when he came into the temple, guess who were there? Mary and Joseph. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms. Simeon took Jesus into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you are prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. 
So he verbalized what was in his heart that God had fulfilled his promise to him that he would gaze upon Messiah while he was still alive. And he shared this. He told this in the form of a prayer. And who was there to witness this? Mary and Joseph. But did they understand? Verse 33. His father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. Now, if you're Simeon, you're clinging on to that promise. Okay? And through his statement, okay, God, now I can die. Now you can take me away because I have seen the fulfillment of your promise. I have seen the consolation of the Lord. I have seen salvation. Now I can die. Do you think like that sometimes? Lord, if my, uh, you know, my child will be able to have a family of his own, etc., then I can die. As if that's your only mission in this world. Simeon came into the temple full of the Holy Spirit and God allowed him to see Messiah just as he had promised. And he blessed the child. He praised God. And Mary and Joseph who were there were just amazed. What is this guy saying? And Simeon continued. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Now, sometimes when you have to share, sometimes you also need to share the bad news, right? Because the good news is magnified when they appreciate the bad news. Now, what's the kind of bad news that Simeon was sharing with Mary? Your child, this child Jesus, is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel. A sword, verse 35, will pierce even your own soul to the ends that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Simeon was already telling Mary, not in so straight of words, but your son is going to die. Because of him, people will trust, people will not. Some families might be pulled apart because the gospel is both inclusive and exclusive. So sometimes we want to share the good news. But we don't want to share the bad news. My friends, may I encourage you, when you go and tell, you have to tell them the big picture. 
If you just tell them, you know, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Savior, so what? If I go to this or that other religion, they'll tell me the same thing. So what? What is it to me? But if you tell them, do you know that because of your sin, you are separated from God? And there is no hope for your soul to go to heaven except that someone pay for your sin? Do you realize that because of your sin, you need a Savior? You cannot pay your way to heaven. You cannot work your way to heaven. You cannot be religious enough to get to heaven. You need a Savior. Really? And then you begin to share the good news. You see, Jesus Christ, God Himself, came to the world. He carried your sin and my sin, and He went to the cross on our behalf. He was pierced through for our transgression. The iniquity of us all fell on Him, and He died to pay for your sin. And after three days, He rose again from the dead so that He could bring you to heaven where you can spend eternity with Him. The good news is contrasted to the bad news. So we must also go and tell them not only of the good news, but why it is good news. And why is it good news? Because there's bad news. I shared with you last week, there is no one righteous, not even one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, I'm in good company then. Yes, but the wages of sin is death. But, but God's free gift is eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus. It is not in CCF. It is not in religion. It is not in this or in that. It is in the person of Jesus Christ. So when we go and tell, we should tell of Jesus Christ. Because you don't want to fall in a debate. Believe me, you don't want to fall into that debate. Because you can be right. You know all the scriptures to answer this person. And you might win the debate. But lose the soul. And I've shared with you from this pulpit, I do not yet know of anyone. I have not yet met anyone who was debated into salvation. But I know a lot of people to whom you shared unconditional love. And they came to know the love of Jesus because of your unconditional love to them. But we need to tell them both sides of the coin that apart from Jesus Christ, there is no salvation because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. Go. Tell. Tell them about Jesus. First the shepherds. Now we have Simeon. Let me show you this other character. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, 
and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then, as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayer. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak to Him, to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, here we are introduced to a prophetess, Anna. Let's look at her background. She was advanced in years. She was married, albeit she was married only for seven years. She was widowed after seven years. By this time, she is already 84 years old. In their custom, a widow has to marry somebody else. Now, why would she not remarry? She was available. Now, as a widow, you should look for a man, a husband, so that this husband will take care of you. So, it was a public disgrace for you to be widowed only after seven years of marriage. And nobody, nobody would take you anymore. You see her background? Now, how old was she by this time? 84. And after being widowed, all the way up to her age, ripe age of 84, what did she continue to do? She just devoted her life to serving in the temple with prayers and fastings. Note, prayers and fasting. Not prayer or fasting. It's end. In the Bible, you will always read prayer and fasting. Fasting and prayer. They're not separated. They're one. Okay? Now, she's in the temple serving. She's now 84. She has been widowed for many years because she only was married for seven years. What did she do? She kept on praying and fasting. And then, when she saw Jesus, what did she do? At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God. And what? She continued to speak of Him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. She continued to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the salvation of Jerusalem. She did not stop. She kept on telling people about Jesus Christ. Those people who were waiting for the salvation of Jerusalem, she kept on telling them. When is the best time, do you think, that we can speak about Jesus Christ. Christmas. That's why we have CEO. CCFLA, will you tell our guest what CEO stands for? Christmas and Easter only. They only go to church Christmas and Easter. 
So since it's Christmas, they will join us or they will join you. Who should the topic of conversation be? Can I encourage you? When they go to your house, you tell them about why you're having that celebration. And don't stop. Pastor, I'm 84 years old na. Have the elevate the younger generation. Go and tell it to the mountain. I'm already 84. She's 84. Widowed after seven years of marriage. Yet what did she continue to do? Especially after she saw Messiah. She continued. She kept on telling of him to those who were looking for the salvation of Jerusalem. When should we stop sharing about Jesus Christ? When we are, wow, one day, I will be six feet. For now, five to his fine. One day, I will be six feet. And in the meantime, as God gives the opportunity, we should have the boldness to share about Jesus Christ. You know, I am at home. I have Facebook, although not all of you are there because I, you know, just, just for me to keep in touch mostly with family. But I got a message from a person I do not know. Pastor, uh, can somebody go to my father? He is 93. He's dying. He needs to hear about Jesus Christ. So, okay. The name is familiar. I said I know somebody from Bacolod. This is the family name. He's a relative pastor. Huh? Oh, pastor, I also know somebody with your family name. Oh, okay. Uh, may I ask how you know this person? This, my niece is married to a Christian Nolan. Oh, okay. Christian din naman ako. Nolan din naman ako. But I have a nephew whose name is Gerard Christian Nolan. I said, where do they live? Alabama. My nephew lives in Canton, Alabama. The old man, 93 years old, is the grandfather of my nephew's wife. So I'm already looking. How far is it to drive to San Francisco? Uh, how much is the airline ticket to San Francisco? But wait a minute. We have Pastor Ron and Sister Alice Fermin in San Francisco. Lynette, do you have their number? Oh, I saw on Facebook they're in China. <laughs> so I say, Lynette, you want to drive to San Francisco? When? Now. Why? Because this, 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 this. Wait. 
Let me text Pastor Danny. Pastor Danny, do you know the number of Chito Kabalu, of Butch uh, Kabalu, uh, one of our COS over there? So he sent me the text. I text, whatever. And then Pastor Ron and Sister Alice had come back from China. So I said, praise God, the pastor is back. Give me your number. Give me I, Long story short, Pastor Ron and Sister Alice were able to go. Now, you know, we just go and what? Go and tell, right? So, the report is back. We don't really know because the elderly man was unresponsive. He was already in a morphine drip. They were just waiting for him basically to die. So, the next day, I text. So, what's going on? So, I got a text. Yes, Pastor Ron was able to go there. Thank you, Pastor Ron, for praying for my dad and for our family. He's no longer with us. So, when should we stop sharing the gospel? When should we stop telling of the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ? The only day we stop is when we stop breathing. At 84, Anna kept on telling people about Messiah. Those who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, Jesus encountered this woman at the well. You know of this encounter. We preached about it. We've talked about it. She would go to get water from the well in the height of the noon sun. She was an outcast of society. Because she has had several husbands, and the husband that she currently have, has is not really her husband. So she and Jesus had an encounter. Now, while Jesus is talking about salvation to this woman, this woman kind of diverts the conversation. And she talks about, well, our fathers worshipped here, but your fathers worshipped over there, etc., etc., to detract from the conversation because Jesus was talking about her sinful life. And Jesus replies, But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be His worshippers. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When that one comes, He will declare all things to us. And verse 26, what does it say? And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. See, Jesus Christ did not rebuke the woman. Jesus Christ told the woman that he knew about her past. Jesus Christ, even if the woman tried to sidetrack the conversation about 
her being a Samaritan, and they worship over here, but the Jews were there, and they worship over there. Jesus Christ still addressed. He said, yeah, an hour is coming that you will neither worship God here or over there because God is to be worshipped both in spirit and in truth. Location, geographic location about worship has nothing to do with it. And she says, well, we, yeah, we know. Somebody is coming. And that Messiah is going to declare to us all these things. So how did Jesus Christ introduce himself to her? I, who am talking to you, is the one. Now, mind you, you're sharing the gospel, right? Jesus' disciples were with him. Now, being a male Jew, you're not supposed to be talking with Samaritans. More so that this is a Samaritan woman who has already had five husbands. Unlike Anna the prophetess, after she was widowed, no more husband. Ito naman, you had four, and the one you're currently with is not your husband. Change the conversation. Too close to home. Just change the conversation. Now, as this is going on, what were the disciples doing? At this point, his disciples came, and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why do you speak with her? You see, sometimes when you try to share, when you try to go and tell, sometimes there's opposition. You want to share? Where are you going? I'm going to share. Huh? What will you share? Why? Why to that person? Even if they don't really verbalize it, there is sometimes, there is sometimes some kind of opposition. Somebody wants to resist you. Although they didn't really verbalize it, they did not say, what do you seek? To the woman. They didn't say to Jesus, Jesus, why do you speak with her? You know that our laws say that you should not speak to Samaritans. More so, Samaritan woman. Dami-dami pang sawa. Oh. Right? Sometimes when you go and share, sometimes there's opposition. But what should you do? Proceed. Go and tell. Could it be that you will be inconvenienced? Of course. Where is that? Layo-layo naman. San Francisco? Ginugil ko na eh. Five hours and 51 minutes taking the I-5. Oh, I said if I leave at, that was, I think I was 7.30. If I leave at 8, five, okay lang. And then go to the hospital and drive back down. The, the, the soul of the gentleman is at stake. Hey, Pastor, morphine drip na yan eh. Comatose. So what? They say the last to go is what? Hearing. So why? Why prevent yourself from going and telling about Jesus Christ? Who knows? God may use you to save this man's soul. What did the woman say? 
At this point, the disciples were amazed. They were speaking with the woman, yet no one said, What do you seek or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot. Wait, why did she go to the well in the first place? To get water. Now, you need, do you need water? How long will you survive without food? One week. How long will you survive without water? She came to the well to draw water. Water is important. Add to that, they were in the desert, in the Middle East. Aber? Oh, lumalabas pa yun. Diba? Oh. Why would you leave your water pot? She left her water pot because she discovered something far more important than water. Jesus Christ said, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. So she left her water pot. She left the important thing because there was something far more important, which is what? She found Messiah. And what did she say? She went to the city and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I have done. Is this, is this not the Christ? Is it? She left her water pot. She went and told the men, Look at this guy. Could he be the Christ? They went out of the city and were coming to him. How did the men respond? Let's go and see. Let's go and see what this woman is telling us. From that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him. Why? Because of the word of the woman who testified. How did the men, how did the Samaritans, how will these many come to know and believe in him? Why? Because the woman testified. And because of her testimony, they believed. He told me all things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more believed of his word. And they were saying to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves and know that this one, indeed, the Savior of the world. Our role is just to connect people to Christ. And once we connect them to Christ, we connect them to each other so that we can disciple them to Christ-like maturity. Amen ba? They came because of the testimony of the woman. And they told the woman, now we really believe, not only because you said so, but because we have encountered Jesus Christ for ourselves. She did not let her having five husbands detract from her desire to tell others about her encounter with Jesus. We've talked about we've talked about the shepherds. We've talked about Simeon. We've talked about Anna. 
And we've talked about this woman at Jacob's well. So what is my encouragement to all of us this Christmas? I have three. Don't let your background hinder you. The shepherds were basically outcasts of society. People did not want to interact with them because of the nature of their living, the nature of their livelihood. Don't let your background hinder you. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Behold, old things have gone and new things have come. The message was first delivered to the shepherds, to the low class of society. Don't let your background hinder you. 1 Corinthians 26, 1, 26 to 29. For consider your calling, brethren, that, were not, that there were not many wise among two according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised, and the despised God has chosen the things that are not so that He may nullify the things that are. 29, so that no man may boast before God. Don't let your background, don't let your past hinder you. If you are in Christ, you are new. You can go and tell based on the newness of life that is in you. Second, depend on the power of the gospel. Pastor, if I go and tell, what will I tell them? I'm not equipped. I'm not like you guys. All I know is God loves me. And Jesus Christ died for my sin. And that if my faith is in Christ, I'm going to heaven. What more do you need? Chino, what is the gospel? That is the Chino version of the Greek. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried, and on the third day He rose again, according to the Scriptures. Depend on the power of the gospel. If you are not eloquent, you are in good company. Moses stuttered. Other people in the Bible were not eloquent. His disciples were not eloquent. But they got the message out. Depend on the power of the gospel. Why? Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So who will benefit from the gospel? Everyone. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what you've done. Verse 15, So for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. Oh, pati Romans? 
Pati kaaway. Why? I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So you, if you go and tell, you should depend on the power of the gospel. Talk about the gospel. Talk about Jesus Christ. Don't go there with your mindset when you have a game plan. Go there. And if you share the gospel, look at the promise to you. You have the power because the power is in the gospel. So as for long as you and I depend on the gospel, you have the power. Because it says right there, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. For what? For salvation to everyone who believes. Verse 17, for in it, in the gospel, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The woman at Jacob's well, she just told them. And what did they say? We believe not only because of your testimony, but because we have seen him ourselves. Don't let your background hinder you. Depend on the power of the gospel. And finally, as we close, decide to be a blessing to others. What do you mean? You mean to say if I go and tell, I will become a blessing to them? Well, Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, for the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Oh. So if they believe in Christ, they will be blessed, right? They will not be disappointed. Why? For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same is Lord of all. Is God a respecter of persons? The same is what? Lord of all. I don't know how you define all. For me, when it says all, that's everyone. Abounding in riches for all who call in on Him. Why? Whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay? Now, how will they know unless we tell them? The promise is, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then will they call on Him? They have not believed. How will they believe in Him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Another translation would read, how blessed are those whose feet bring the gospel. Well, nobody told me to go. What am I doing this morning? I am telling you to go and tell about Jesus Christ. Just simply go and tell. Don't let your background hinder you. Don't depend only on the power of the gospel and decide 
to be a blessing to others. Tonight, some of you, if not all of you, will be spending time with your family members over Noche Buena. I always get confused. Noche Buena, Dama de Noche. Bulaklak pala yung isa. Okay. So you're going to spend a meal. I don't know what you do. Maybe you'll open up the gifts, then you have a meal, or you'll have a meal and then go to bed and open the gifts the next day. I don't know what your family's routine is. But may I encourage you to go and tell. Over a meal, share. Tell them why you're having the celebration. Well, pastor, all my family members, all of my children are Christian. Really? Are you sure? Wouldn't you like to make sure? Some of you have family coming from out of town to be here. Before you share your meal, before you share the gifts, why don't you share about whose birthday it is and why it should be a big celebration? Just go and tell. Don't let your past hinder you. Depend on the power of the gospel. If you're going to share the gospel, claim the power that is inherent in the gospel because it is God's power unto salvation, first for the Jew, then to the Greek. The gospel is for everyone. And choose, decide to be a blessing to others. On behalf of my family, from my family to yours, have a merry, merry Christmas, everyone. God bless. Our praise and worship team are coming up to close us in two more songs. And as they come up, continuing in an attitude of prayer, every eye closed, every head bowed. Between you and the Lord, is Jesus Christ your Messiah? Is Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior? If He is not, you can come to Him in faith this morning and just open your heart and believe on Him. Trust that He is God's Son Trust that He is the only one to, who died to pay for all of your sins. Trust that only Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. If you're here this morning and you have family members who yet do not know about Jesus Christ, will you make a commitment before God and yourself to use your time tonight or maybe tomorrow to appropriate the power of the gospel and share Jesus Christ with them for this Christmas season might it just might be their time 
of salvation. If you are here this morning and you want to express your faith in Jesus Christ, you can follow me in a short prayer or you can pray on your own. Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner separated from you. And I realize that only you died in my place to pay for the penalty of my sins. I acknowledge you, Lord Jesus, as Messiah, the Son of God, the Lord's Christ. And I humbly come before you and I accept you into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. I thank you that your Holy Spirit now lives in me. And I ask your Holy Spirit to give me the power to live a victorious Christian life, a holy life that reflects your Son, Jesus. God, I pray for those in our midst that are making their commitments either for the first time or those who are making commitments to use this Christmas season to bring the gospel to their family. Will you remind them, Lord God, that they go on the power of the good news of the gospel, not on their own, but through your power living in the gospel. Be blessed, Lord God, as we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. You can sit down, you can stand up, but this song, as we sing this one, is just a reminder for all of us. Remind ourselves of all the people who are lost, who are broken, for those people who need Jesus.
Merry Christmas, everyone! Merry Christmas! <laughs>